This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Hello, adventurers. I have a very special episode for you, and I appreciate you listening to this very special live recording, not our normal thing, from the Moo Moo podcast stage at FinCon in New Orleans. My favorite conference is for financial media, and I am here interviewing someone, which is very new for my show, and I wanted to introduce you guys to someone named Virginia Elder. Virginia is the founder and owner of Podcast Abundance. It's a podcast production company, basically does everything. And she is also the editor of the future award-winning podcast, The Family Money Adventure Show. So Virginia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. I love that. The the future award winning. That's great. We're going, we're trying. Manifest it. Yeah. (laughs) And it'll be a team effort if that happens. So I'm excited to just add something different to the show. I've done live recording, well, from a hotel room at Disney, but now I'm doing live recording and adding in an interview. I'm curious for the people listening, if that's something that you might want in the future. And before we dive in, you can subscribe to the Three Things newsletter for simple money and travel tips. It's three things. That's it. And if you are interested in more interviews, just hit reply on one of those newsletters and let me know. And if you have any ideas for who you might want to hear from or have me interview something you might want to learn about, let me know. So let's dive right into this. Virginia, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family and what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And just for the listeners, I mean, there are definitely plenty of people walking by. You can hear all the conference background noise. So that's pretty exciting. I am a podcast manager, as you mentioned. And this business really came and was born out of FinCon back in 2019. I had launched a podcast and at that event, I had a couple people say, oh, you launched your own show? Oh, you should do mine. And this was not part of the plan. At that point, I was focused on doing financial coaching for women and moms that had young children because of course at that time, my kids were pretty young. And at that event, I was doing freelance writing on the side to pair that with the coaching as some income and, you know, getting into the personal finance space. Within a few years here, so much has changed. Yeah. And it was at that event because 2019 was also a big year for me Mm. at FinCon. And that's where I was able to land enough clients to be able to go full time. But I do remember running into you at what's known as the freelancer marketplace, basically a bunch of uh, People looking for freelancers and sit down with them. It's a crazy event, but obviously it worked out pretty well for you in a different way. And that's one of the cool things about an event like this is that some unexpected things happen. (laughs) So where are you located at? I'm in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And I have two kids. My son is 11 and my daughter is nine. 
My husband and I just celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary. It makes me sound really old. <laughs> I'm older than that. So, <laughs> so yeah, we've been in Texas the majority of both of our lives. He's the only one in his family born in Texas. Everyone else is born in Pennsylvania. And then there was one year of our marriage that we actually moved to St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands. So that was like our little adventure year. That's awesome. <laughs> that was before kids. But that was the thing. You know, we deeply missed our friends in Texas and I wanted to start a family. We had to go home. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> and he is part of your team, correct? Now he is. Okay. Yeah. As of May 2021, he kind of did like a soft retirement from his teaching career. So he has been most recently a statistics teacher at the high school level and a soccer coach for 20 years now. As you can imagine, COVID was really rough as far as suddenly you're not in the classroom anymore. You're not having that direct interaction with your students anymore. And he really thrives off of that. Even the following year, it was like some kids are on Zoom and some kids are in person and administration was changing. And it was just really stressful for him. And this business was growing. And I said, you know what? You're so unhappy right now. I'd rather have less money and have you have space to figure out what you want to do next. He had always been the stable income where I was the one figuring out what I was doing, right? Freelancing, coaching, starting this business. And so I said, you know, I'm feeling really comfortable in this now. So just take a break, stay home and let's figure out what you want to do. So he started editing video now for me. He's that doing is a really great. great job. Thank you. <laughs> that is awesome. And my wife is an educator, so completely get that. Mm -hmm. It was a difficult, challenging time for sure. So he is a part of your team, but you have mm -hmm. a whole army of <laughs> people to help make me sound good. So kind of talk through how you went from just being you basically doing all the things to where you're at now. That was quite a journey. And as I said, you know, at FinCon, somebody suddenly asks you, oh, you should launch my show. And you're thinking, I don't have the pricing structure. I don't have the team. I don't have, you know, I can personally do all this because I just did it for my own show. But this wasn't part of the plan. So yeah. it was kind of haphazard, like accidental entrepreneur kind of a thing. I was trying to be an entrepreneur, but not in this way. At first, first probably five, six clients, for sure. I did everything myself, every detail. I'm editing every episode, writing every word of the show notes, all of those things. And then it became apparent that, okay, I'm not going to be able to take more clients if I don't hire. And then also, I am working crazy hours <laughs> and way too much. You know, that thing where you quit your corporate job to work for yourself, but you're working twice as much? Yeah. That was me. In, I think it was 2021, I found an audio editor that has been with me the whole time. He's wonderful. And he is in North Africa. I believe it's Algeria. He's so meticulous and detailed. And I appreciate that so much. And over time, we've hired several women moms in the U.S. that are able to do our copywriting, our show notes, our internal management of all the tasks in the business. And so in time, we've built out a team. I think we have five of us at this point. Oh, wow. I'm here because yeah. they are able to be producing in the background. And then I just kind of check in and 
I'm still a little bit hands-on. I was kind of joking with you. I edited one of your episodes all the way through myself the other day. And it's kind of fun to get back in the driver's seat there. But I can't do that all the time with everyone. So yeah, just rolling through those different changes and addressing challenges the best I can as I notice them. That's awesome. And one thing that I did notice just because I follow what you're doing and I'm super interested is that you are doing something that might be out of the ordinary, probably in the podcast editing world, but also just for FinCon here, Mm -hmm. all the uh, entrepreneurs and content creators, is that you are beyond just focusing on clientele that's basically all over the world or the country. You also have a local connection with your business that you've been really trying to work on. Kind of explain the thinking behind that just because it's out of the norm for us online people, you know? Yeah, the nationwide network and like online business model. Yeah. Most of the time, there's not really a local connection. I was feeling that so deeply because way back, I would say in 2018 or so, when I first started getting into financial coaching for moms, I was trying to worked out locally. That was all I knew about business. And then FinCon kind of opened my eyes to like the nationwide, worldwide connections that are available. So for four years plus now, I've worked on those connections. But now I've started to notice that when an actual friend in real life, (laughs) someone in (laughs) my town, (laughs) who's that? Like if someone in my town asks me, oh, do you know a web designer? Or do you know someone who's great at traveling for Disney. I want to take the kids. Do you know someone? I don't know anyone local. I would have to refer them to you, for example, and you live across the country, which that would work fine in that example. But sometimes it's they want to meet like the web designer example. They want to meet someone in Dallas who does this. Especially someone who maybe is not used to... Right, the online space. Everything online. It's almost like people who are hesitant about like online banking and stuff. They still want to go in person, meet the person, get the, you know. (laughs) To so many, the online business space is still really foreign. Yeah. So while that's how we play all day, some other people are not sure about that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started to notice, oh, like I have a gap in my network in that way. So a couple of local business owners and I just started meeting every Friday and talked deeply about Yes, there are tons of networking groups out there, and I've tried some of them way back in 2018. I really wasn't happy with what I was finding. There are some serious business owners, for sure, but a lot of what I was finding was hobbyists and kind of part-time, this is my money on the side type of a thing, and that's not what I'm about. This is my full-time income, and I'm focused on growing. I'm focused on really creating a business. So... We talked deeply about what we want this to look like, and we want to be able to get together and troubleshoot what's going on in the business and have this cohesive thing where we're all moving our businesses forward. It's not a competition space. So we've been working on forming that networking group, and it's been interesting. That is awesome. For me personally, you know, Virginia, last year I came to this specific event and had in mind a goal to get all my questions answered about podcasts. And I hit you up. I hit up (laughs) some other people. I went to sessions about it. And I got to the place where I knew that I was going to launch a show. I knew 
I didn't want to learn a new skill, mm-hmm. the editing. I knew if I had to do that, I wouldn't have launched the show. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hit the record, share our story and talk about the things that we love to talk about and share with our audience. And working with you has allowed that to happen. Yes. Let me ask you, I didn't mention this, but let's focus on that a little bit. Like if someone's listening and maybe they are a business owner or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, why would I have a podcast? How does this even relate to like what I'm doing? Kind of speak to that a little bit as far as why would it make sense for certain business owners to do that? So podcasting is another option of marketing for your business. So whether you look at a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcast, social media, however you would get the word out around your business, podcasting is an option. Aside from social media, that's kind of like the flash in the pan quick. Yeah. I mean, you make a post and nobody's really going to see it after about 48 hours. It kind of expires, even though it's still there. Now, podcasting, blogging, YouTubing, these are things that once you post it, it lives forever. So even two years from now, somebody could find this episode and contact you, contact me. I love looking at podcasting as a long-term marketing arm for your business. Yeah. And the way this works, especially, you know, like you said, this is how we work together. You hit record, you send the files to me, and then the way I like to put it is that you remain in the driver's seat of your business, and you don't worry about what happens to your audio file, because then my team and I take care of it from there. And take care of it means all the editing, all of the audio leveling and EQ and all that the fancy language, which I'd never use. But we do all of that. We write show notes. You write your own show notes, though, because you are a writer, <laughs> so I love that about you. And we, you know, create SEO-friendly titles and schedule it to the platforms. And for some clients, we do social media based on the podcast or they're doing a video-based podcast. So all of that kind of online media stuff is what we help take care of. Well, I think it's cool is that you can go on any of the podcast players and just do a search for just about anything at Mm -hmm. this point and find someone speaking about something that maybe you wouldn't think would be a podcast. Mm -hmm. But it's incredible the possibilities for any business owner or just whatever you're doing that maybe it's on a side as something you do for fun to like kind of just relax. Like, yeah, there are book review podcasts. There's a podcast. I haven't heard it, but there's a podcast about chameleons, like literally chameleon lizards. Yeah. (laughs) And, And this guy has millions and millions of followers. So just literally anything. You want to travel to Rome? I bet there's a Travel to Rome podcast. Like there's anything that you could dream of. Search in your podcast app. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And sometimes it's fun to find those kind of obscure ones that you wouldn't think about. So let's switch a little bit here. We've talked about how you've kind of grown this business and stuff. And you also talked about that you're married and that you have kids. And I know your kids are pretty involved in sports Mm. and other things. How do you balance that? Like what works for you? What doesn't work for you? What have you learned Mm -hmm. through this whole process? For one, I would say it helps that the kids are getting a little bit older. Yeah. If they were two years old, four years old, I don't think I would be able to do this. That phase of life was very stressful and was very hands-on. And we don't live directly near family. We have family an hour away, four hours away. So really we're doing everything 
on our own, my husband and I. We do rely on a really solid neighborhood crew of friends often where our kids are allowed to ride their bikes to their house, go to their house, and the moms just text me, okay, you know, your kid's over here. Okay, good. Thank you. So relying on that network. But sure, weekends, I mean, we're at the soccer fields all weekend long. I'm wearing a baseball cap and... Scheduling-wise, we use a shared app called Cozy. Oh, okay. We put all the kids' games in there. You can mark, like, who has to go to which event. So it could put, you know, my son and my husband. And obviously, he's taking him to soccer. So then I'm taking my daughter to soccer. Because we do have to split ways often. As far as growing the business, they have realized, and, and we're open about money with the kids. And so we talk about like, this is our income. If I have a call, it's important that I'm able to have that privacy to conduct that call with that client. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'll see my son like sneak in and kind of shut my office door like real quietly sometimes. The other thing though is time blocking. I rely heavily on my Google Calendar. I've blocked off time on Mondays and Fridays. I don't take calls on those days and I don't take calls after 2 p.m. Central because the kids are about to bust in the door from school and I want to be able to greet them. So establishing those boundaries around my time has been important. That is good to know. Now, let me just ask real quick, because you mentioned you use Cozy app. Mm -hmm. I mean, your kids are younger, so I'm guessing they don't use that themselves. But does it have Mm -hmm. that capability to where they can eventually get added on and use that and get your schedule? And we use the free account right now. And yeah, it's a family account. You can add family members and everybody could have it on their phone. Great. And we have put it on the tablet at home. So the kids are starting to look at the tablet because they're like, what's going on? You know, when do I have my first game on Saturday? And Uh half the time I'm like, I don't know. I look at on Friday night, like where I'm supposed to go the next morning. So they've started looking at that to be able to see where they go, what uniform you're supposed to wear, all of that. Yeah, we struggled when the kids were younger and now they're all older and have all their devices. We use the Google Calendar Mm -hmm. and invite them to events that they're a part of and things like that. Yeah. So that works well for us. So that's good to know. As we wrap up here, since this is a money and travel podcast, are there any money or travel tips, maybe one thing that works really well for you and your family as you travel or as you try to budget and save, mm-hmm. things like that? Yeah, a couple things. We do have a specific travel savings account that small percentage of money goes into pretty much every time I bring home money from the business. Okay. And then the other tip would be, you and I both talked about, we met a fella that runs a company called Travel Freely. Yes. And I met him a couple years ago, figured out, oh, he has all this information on his site about how to use credit card points to book free flights and get discounted tickets at Disney through... Undercover Tourist. Undercover Tourist. I did that. Mm -hmm. That was how, what was it, last year, FinCon was in Orlando. Yes. And so the final day of FinCon, my family flew in and we went and we did our Disney trip right off the back end of the conference and their flights were all free. We did our tickets through Undercover Tourist, so we were able to get those charges, what is it, like reversed or whatever through Capital One? Yeah. The, I forget what they call it. They it call it like a fancy term. It was like a points eraser. Yes. I don't know if they actually use that term anymore, but yes, that's 
Exactly it. So I learned all of that off of Travel Freely. Travel Freely. And in the app itself, like you can enter in not your credit card information, but basically what card you have and like when you opened it. Mm -hmm. And it keeps track of them and tells you like when the annual fee is coming up. And then some of the special particular rules that some of the card issuers like Chase have where you can only have so many within Mm -hmm. a certain period. It keeps track of that stuff Mm -hmm. for you. So... If you're like me and you lose track of stuff like that, it's very helpful in that way. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I learned so much through that process. And then I, you know, of course, have learned more from your show since then. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, we're there a lot. And so at Disney, at least and just general travel. But yes. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the show today. And I look forward to hearing how good you make us sound. (laughs) Thank you. And for everyone listening. Where can they find out more about you? Thank you. Yes, I'm at podcastabundance.com and on Instagram at podcastabundance. And thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you, Virginia. And for everyone else, till the next adventure. For more travel and money tips, be sure to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. It's where you'll find our very best travel and money content and conversations. We keep it short, sweet, and to the point. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure.